Welcome back to another episode of Eye on Horror, the official podcast of iHorror.com. This is our season three debut, so season three, episode one, or if you're keeping track the old way like I do, episode 37. Uh, I am your host, James J. Edwards, and with me, as always, yet again for another season... Jacob Davidson. How you doing, Jacob? Doing quite well. I grew out my hair for uh, the winter season, and uh, viewers, you can't see it, but I have what my co-hosts have affectionately called the R.J. McReady. <laughs> I got the <laughs> beard. the hat. A little bit of snow in the beard, too, because, you know. Yeah. And a bottle of J&B. <laughs> <laughs> and also with us for another season is your other host, the... the, uh, the the other third to our trio, uh, John Korea. How you doing, John? I'm doing well. I did the opposite. I I fucked up and <laughs> and just like you know cleaning up my beard and accidentally got rid of my mustache. And you know I'm not a Mennonite, so you know I had to get rid of the rest of the beard. <laughs> so it, it happens. But I'm excited. I only grow a beard uh, during the Stanley Cup playoffs, and only as long as the Penguins are alive, and then it goes off. So no beard this year. Because no, no, it, dude, the Pens are kicking ass this year. They're, they'll be in there. I mean, they might get wiped out first round like last year. But uh, the problem with my beard is it comes in. St- I can't even pretend it's red anymore. It comes in flat white, so it makes me look like eighty. Nice. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, makes you look like Santa Claus. <laughs> if it was long enough, yeah. I've had like these three white beards in my or white hairs in my beard for like six years and like i'm waiting for more to come in and they just won't it's just those three but you know i grow them out man everyone's like pluck them out no i'm keeping them but hey enough about beards season three guys (laughs) this is exciting this is so this will be exciting to see if we uh last longer than most horror tv shows uh you know if we make it past (laughs) this season right well, what did Hannibal run? Three seasons? Yep. Three seasons. Ash vs. Evil we're, Dead. Three, three seasons. seasons. We're, uh, we, maybe go. we'll be like Supernatural and go on forever. Until this year. I mean, we already beat <laughs> Exorcist and Damien, so, you know, doing all right. <laughs> yeah. And then there's got to be a gritty reboot like the X-Files or Twin Peaks. Or Scream. Know. Yeah. De- yeah. Decades down the line, we'll, <laughs> we'll all get back together. Uh it's been a long time since we've talked it's been like a month since we've done an episode Mm. um we're kind of in the january dumping ground right now um but one thing that that i think all of us have seen that was actually late last year black christmas what do you guys think of black christmas you know i that's (laughs) my feelings exactly i i thought it was actually pretty bad but i'll also i will admit that i am not the demographic for that movie the demographic for that movie is like 15 year old girls and they're gonna be like yeah girl power but you know it's it's so i think you have to be in a certain age and gender group (laughs) to fully appreciate black christmas now now see i am that demographic i i I, I, no, I, a lot of my taste uh, deals with that, but like, no, I, I loved the con, the, the concept. Once I found out that they weren't just redoing Black Christmas, it was a new take. It was going to basically be sorority versus, uh, evil fraternity. I was super game for that because we already had two that was that like, it's, you know, very, like the original is a classic. You can't touch it. So trying to just replicate that is 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 a is a poor starting move anyway. <laughs> Black so, Xmas. 
I hey, you know, I even had fun with Black Xmas. Didn't understand the eye gouging fetish that that movie had, but like you know, to each their own. Um, I actually revisited Black Xmas, and is I don't remember it being so non linear, but it yeah. jumps the fuck around. <laughs> like I, I didn't over. understand the whole jaundice thing as someone who was born with it. I don't know, but. There's a lot wrong with this new one that just like did not work. There was a like there's a they confusingly jump between two sororities to the point where yeah. I thought they were just one sorority until like the final fight bit. And then I was like, oh, wait, these yeah. are separate groups of people. OK, my bad. But I think the biggest injustice that the movie did for itself was and this is spoiler. Sorry, guys, I'm going to spoil the shit out of this movie. But um the fraternity is evil due to supernatural causes, which I think negates so much of the message that the movie was trying to get across and so much. And, you know, because it was saying that these men are evil and they gave an in to like a very evil side of man, you know, and like I get all that. Some people might not like that message or what they were going for with that. You know, I get that, but I feel like it's all negated once you have an outside influence. It's kind of like that episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where they're trying to say that like binge drinking is bad and they have like a wizard like spike the beer to turn them all into Neanderthals. Remember that really dumb episode? And so I I, I don't know. Once that part came like started happening, I, it super lost me. It had some great uh, Me Too call out moments, you know, whole, the, yeah. the whole talent show where they sing that song about about basically the rapist. I mean, that was like kind of. One is okay. That took balls, and that was actually kind of rad. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually thought the movie was okay. I mean, I, I didn't think it was amazing, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I, th- I, th- I thought it was a pretty interesting twist uh, on the concept, and and I did, and I did like the sorority versus fraternity stuff. I mean, you know, it had its flaws, but you know, I just thought it was okay. Like, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, no, it, it was. It's fun in a in a disposable way, yeah. you know, and and also it's mercifully short. I mean, it, well, I shouldn't say mercifully short. It it is the exact length it needs to be for a movie minutes. like that. It doesn't. Yeah, it it doesn't overstay its welcome, right. which is the worst thing for a movie like that to do. So. Mm. That being said, I would be interested in seeing an unrated cut, like just yep. seeing it. Yes, absolutely. There were some moments where they pulled a where you where they cut the away. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, and I was wondering if um, maybe there was no budget for the effects, and they were and they were basically fixing it in post so that so that it, it did that or if there is an unrated cuts because it's pg-13 um but there are some kills where it's like they cut you know right at the moment where something cool could have happened so yeah i'd be i i'm interested in that too if there is an even an r-rated cut because i feel like either they didn't have the budget for it and they just skipped the effects or they cut them out to try to get that 15 year old teen demographic you know, and and the writer did say that they were cutting, they did cut back a bit on the gore and some other stuff so that they could achieve a PG thirteen because the message was something that should go out, and which I agree with, and I thought was really cool of them. Yeah, although I, I disagree. Like I actually kind of dug that there was a supernatural twist to it. Uh, again, you know, kind of uh, to defer from the previous versions and kind of make it its own. But yeah. Uh, but uh, can I, if I could uh, uh, 
steer the conversation to another January release, which I think totally destroys the notion that January is just a dumping ground. I'm talking about, and you guys are going to know about this. This is going to be this. Uh, this is going to be uh, my Mandy uh, for this year, probably underwater. Yeah, I was. I, I knew exactly where you were going with that. Yeah. I loved underwater. Yeah. I loved it. And my favorite thing about underwater is for the first at least half, maybe two-thirds, it's not even a monster movie. Mm -hmm. It is a survival thriller because they're in this deep-sea drilling thing that that if they're... you think it's an earthquake, but it basically gets destroyed and there's... and the survivors are trying to find their way out. So you've got, you know, a handful of people trying to reach the surface. And they're seven miles down. They're in the Marianas Trench. So before a monster even shows up on screen, you are leaning forward in your seat and, you know, you're into this movie. I love how it just dives right into the action. Like, uh, pun intended. Hey, but but yeah, no, it's just like, like we're not even like five minutes in and then shit goes down. Yeah, I feel like the first act is like, three minutes long (laughs) and then all of a sudden you're into the meat of the movie yeah it's awesome yeah and uh yeah no it just it and it does have an amazing uh kind of twist with uh the creatures and it just does such a good job of balancing kind of the ambiguity of of what is going on with uh you know the horror and thrills because yeah there's there's monsters down there uh, just not not just any monsters yeah and uh also great cast too like i love Kristen stewart uh she did an amazing job in the lead role uh which you know i did you know a lot of people were saying it was ripping off alien but I just feel like it was evocative. Like, it was really its own thing, but... Um, it, it was more of a ripoff of Cloverfield than Alien. Eh. Um, I was thinking... Because I had heard that, too, before I saw it. I had heard, it's Alien Underwater. No, it's more like Cloverfield Underwater. Uh, but, yeah, like I was saying, Kristen Stewart is great. Uh, I, although, I do, uh, yeah, like, her performance, I feel, was kind of evocative of Sigourney Weaver. Uh, like, and it's also interesting because her character is dealing with, like, past trauma and anxiety so like it's such an intense movie like she's on the verge of a panic attack uh, in a lot of scenes and so you feel like you're in the verge of a panic attack in a lot of scenes i was gonna say i was on the verge of a panic attack through a lot of that movie because it's so claustrophobic Mm. and it's so um isolating i mean like you you feel the fact that you feel like you're seven miles under the sea with these people. It's it, yeah, it's really what did you uh, did you see it, Korea? I did not. I uh, oh. I put it put, move it to the top of the list because you need to see it on a big screen. Yeah, and it's too. only in theaters for like one more week. I, I was going to say, and it's at the point now where it may be leaving theaters. So go this weekend oh. if you have a if oh. you have a second. Oh yeah, I'll be going on uh, Tuesday probably. Okay, I, I have a I have a day off there. What about the Grudge? I saw. Do you guys see the Grudge? Uh, oh, I I didn't see it, so you might be the only one. Oh, what did yeah. you think of the Grudge, Jacob? Um, I thought it was okay. You know, uh, I heard it was more of an anthology. It kind is. Of. It's like five different grudges. Okay, now that actually sells me on it. Although it it's out of theaters already. I I actually went to see it last week, or I wanted to see it last weekend, and I couldn't find a theater that it was in. Yeah, it was <laughs> kind of in and out. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm a big fan of the director. Uh, and uh, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, Nicholas Pesh. Uh, you know, he did Eyes of My Mother. Uh, so it, it was an interesting 
kind of twist on the story because you know it, it, again you know it would would have been a mistake to just rehash with oh it's a haunted house and like these people move in but no it's like about all these different people that are kind of associated with this house um that uh you know it's like it follows several kind of timelines as they get affected by the curse in the house and it does uh link to the japanese grudge and also uh, it just has such an amazing cast like you got uh going to the Mandy connection again, Andrea Riseborough as, uh, like a, an off, uh, like a cop who's investigating the murders at the house. And then you got John Cho as like a real estate guy and Lynn Shay as a, uh, as a, uh, patient with Alzheimer's who was at the house and William Sadler is another detective who went crazy trying to solve the mystery of the house. So it's like, they really outdid themselves in terms of casting and, uh, it has some decent scares. Um, uh, the, I can definitely see why some people weren't in, in, into it because I don't know maybe they thought it was disjointed. But like I said, I, I thought it was kind of a cool twist on it. Uh, some stuff didn't quite work for me as well. Like uh, wasn't wasn't a big fan of the ending, and so, some of the plot lines were better than others. But for the most part, you know, I, like I said, it was better that they. Uh, try something new with it rather than just rehash cool well before we move on away from uh like like new stuff i just need to talk for a second about cats oh god because we said we weren't gonna do this it's not a horror movie but holy (laughs) crap is it a horror movie it is first of all it's taken a beating from the critics and i actually liked it but that's because i I think I knew what to expect going in. I, I'm, I, first of all, I'm a big fan of the musical. So I, I already knew that, yeah, of course, the last line in the movie is, a cat is not a dog. And people are making fun of that. It's like, oh, first of all, it, that shouldn't be a surprise to you because that's how the musical ends. So, but it is, um, yeah, it looks kind of like they use, the visual effects were courtesy of face swap because it's like you've got this crazy like cgi cat or a human face on like this i mean the bodies are human too but oh my god it's creepy the thing is it is it's it's not a good movie but it is so much fun and i mark my words in five years this is going to be the big midnight movie this is going to show you know friday nights at the new art and people they're going to be dressing up and singing along. I don't know if there will be a shadow cast like Rocky Horror, but it's going to be up there. This is going to be like, this is going to be a cult thing. I, I just find it funny because all your reasons for liking it are all my reasons. Like, because I've been saying it since <laughs> since the trailer came out when people are like, they look weird. They look scary. I'm like, have you seen the fucking musical? <laughs> oh, it's not that good. Have you seen the musical? <laughs> I hate cats. Like, uh, one of the reasons why I love the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend so much is because she shits on cats a lot in it. I found online a um, – it, it was one of those mean-spirited articles, but it basically – compiled the meanest things critics had said about cats and put them all into one article and uh one of them said something like jennifer hudson plays grizabella the the cat that brings down the house singing memories and um and it says uh jennifer hudson tromps around the stage you know looking angry and depressed like she's been watching the dailies or something like that (laughs) And, and another one says something like this movie gets right to the heart of the subject matter which is two hours of cats singing about themselves yeah. <laughs> which is 
basically it. But that's that's the thing too. Like I, I get it. A lot of you know, cats has been dragged. You know, critics don't like it, and did, I haven't seen it yet because I don't like the musical, so I haven't made the effort to go see it. But um, man, dude, critics are really just like I feel like everyone pulled out their encyclopedias. And like, <laughs> we're just looking for other cinnamon synonyms and like all these different. They're like, I'm going to flex my vocabulary on this. Oh, it is a menagerie of psychedelic <laughs> cat feline. I can't say cat feline, you know, like it was just like, dude, calm down. Just say, hey, I didn't like the movie. Critics definitely uh, got creative in dissing it, which was kind of fun in its own right. I, I, I get it, but it was just too much flexing you know what i mean like it was just like all right if a movie gets that kind of a reaction from its audience good or bad it's done its job so surprisingly the one thing that i don't like about it is the new song Uh, which isn't that surprising i guess but there's a new song in it written by taylor swift and andrew lloyd weber and it's bad and everyone's all shocked it didn't get an oscar nom for best original song song don't be shocked (laughs) not only is it bad it's placed into a place in the movie that is really awkward it's like shoehorned in it's like you should have just left that damn song out but anyway Mm. enough talk Uh, about although just uh, just one (laughs) one quick thing at addendum uh i think you're already getting your wish james because uh alamo's been playing a uh rowdy screening of cats where with like audience participation people in costume for weeks now and they keep on selling out yes is it at midnight though uh no no it's like uh, oh, okay. I think they no, usually see, do it around nine. Oh, well, it's midnight somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, let's not get into snubs because Pierre McCreary got <laughs> snubbed for best score this year. Mm, he did. Oh. Dude, don't even. Twice. Yeah, don't even. Lapita Nongo for us. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to get me started on snubs. Right? We've already. You know. That was our first episode with shitting on the Oscars. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah I was going to say, I'm still bitter about Jake Gyllenhaal not getting a uh, Oscar nom for Nightcrawler. So you don't want to you don't want to hear oh, me talk about Oscar go on. snubs. Maybe our next episode will <laughs> yeah. shit on the Oscars. Yay. <laughs> and maybe after the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to. Uh, well, before we get to what is going to be coming out this year, yeah. uh, and I'm not, I'm, I'm going to let Korea take the lead on this because I'm not sure what he means. But w- what horror resolutions for the new year? Resolutions. What, what do you, what do you mean for this? Well, it's a new year, isn't it? Although, if yes. we were to believe Larry David in the season premiere of Curb, uh, it's a little too late to say Happy New Year's. You know, <laughs> three days max. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's a new year. You know, new year, new me, new resolutions. Just what are some things that you guys? maybe not like impose on other people but what's your resolution how do you want to i don't know approach the horror genre this year is there something that you want to do more of like for me overall i want to read more books and recently i've acquired a bunch more books about horror movies and from all over the world i got this really nice one about japanese uh horror movies from like 1910 to the through the 1930s which are largely not like not existent anymore but like you know it describes them and stuff so like i want to read more about the topic and i i will never give up on my crusade of genre is just a classification not a sign of quality of course but what are what are some things that you guys want to work on or uh bring more or bring more awareness to this year with our beloved genre. For me, uh, twofold. Uh, for personally, uh, I want to write more horror. So, uh, 
I mean, I've already done a decent amount of that in the last year, but like, I, I, I feel like as a writer, uh, horror is, you know, my thing, it's become my niche. So I want to embrace that and write more in different formats, shorts, features, uh, podcast serials. Yeah. More podcast serials. Um, You killed it on that front, bro. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, apologies for saying bro. What the fuck? I'm sleepless (laughs) for one episode and I'm saying bro now. This this is what happens when you go sleeveless, bro. 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 Uh, and the other thing I want to do is to uh, support independent horror more because they need it. You know, I got I got a lot of friends who do their own horror stuff independently, their own projects, and you know, it it you know uh, they need they need all the support they can get. So I want to do what I can. You know, write about it, spread the word on it, pay money uh, for it. You know, to help uh, support the projects. Uh, you know, friends and independent uh, horror artists are making. Yeah. What about you, James? Um, well, my th- this is on a on a personal front, but um, my big blind spot, not only in horror but also in regular f- films, is foreign language movies. And I really, I really discovered this when I was voting uh, this year in my two organizations. Like w- when the nominations came out, I'm like, that's where I need to cram foreign language. And then at the uh, was it the not the Globes the the SAG Awards wherever it was that um yes yeah, SAG uh, for for um Best for uh, Parasite and his quote was once you overcome the one inch tall barrier of subtitles you will be introduced to so many more amazing films and that resonated with me I'm like you know what I mean not that I have anything against subtitles but he's totally right people a lot of people are subtitle phobic to the point where I was in an international cinema class in college and this was years ago. And um, the the instructor started playing. I want to say it was Old Boy, and it with with the dub instead of the subtitles. And half the class is like, "No, keep it, keep it." And the instructor's like, "You got to be kidding me, right? You want to watch this dub? No, we're going to watch the subtitles." Yeah. <laughs> um, but I so I think for me, I just need to embrace more. Uh, I, I I need to watch more international and foreign language movies. Because there's so many good ones out there, and yeah. it's not that I'm afraid of them. It's just that I, I don't get around to them. So I need to basically I need to force myself to get around to them. And you guys bring up great points because uh, I know a lot of people. You know, two of the things I see bitch about the most in horror forum forums is, oh, I don't like reading subtitles. Okay, stop being ignorant. Like you're 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 not saying that <laughs> at all, James. You're just saying that there's a bit of a blind spot. But people who just flat out are like, I don't like reading subtitles. All right, you sound ignorant. Stop. <laughs> uh, and then the other side of it is, oh, this was a bad year for horror. There's no good horror. It's because you're not looking for it. There's so many good titles. We live in t- 2020. We have streaming. We have movie theaters. The great thing that's happening now is movie theaters are expanding out. There's ones that are doing these neat showings. There's ones that are doing festivals. Jacob and I are constantly talking about going to them. And we're in LA. I mean, so it's easy for us. But I mean, you know, in other towns there's and places, there's ways to go to them. You might have to drive an extra 20 minutes or something, but there's ways to get out there. Or stay home. Get a subscription to Shudder. There's some amazing movies out there. If you guys, uh, to start off, subtitle, watch Tigers Are Not Afraid. That was one of the best movies to come out last year. And I actually did see someone say, I'm not watching it because I don't want to read subtitles. Fuck you. That was an amazing and beautifully <laughs> haunting film. And if that's what's preventing you from from watching it, then 
you don't deserve to watch that movie really <laughs> and also like what jacob was saying about independent you know uh horror movies there's a section on voodoo that's like still in theaters yeah that's basically that that's all the independent stuff that it may not be coming to a theater near you if you live in you know deer's breath indiana or you know east elbow arkansas um they're not that expensive to no own. You, it's almost the price of a movie ticket it's like 12 or 15 bucks maybe and then even then you could still rent it for cheaper or you can rent it for like five bucks and so you can see things like in fabric which i need to see um but it's that's the one that came to mind when you know it pops up in there it's all still in theaters check out that section um on voodoo and you know this a lot of that stuff you can't buy a lot of it is rental only but you know throw a few bucks at the filmmakers that's yeah. what's going to keep the industry alive that's, okay i'm getting off my soapbox now no, <laughs> hey that's what i did that's how i watched nightingale i couldn't find any screenings in la for nightingale so i rented it on voodoo and oh <laughs> that wow was, that was a powerful movie totally did 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 you need to watch like a Peanuts movie afterwards to cleanse your palate? I mean, you know, Nightingale's a heavy I, movie. I had to break out the big guns. I had to watch Milo and Otis after because. <laughs> and you know what scene yeah. I'm talking about. That scene oh. literally had me crying. Like, oh my gosh, it was geez. so intense. Yeah. I had tears going down. My, you know when you're like in complete Whoa. shock and you're just sitting there still with your mouth open? It wasn't just that. It was streams of tears coming down my face during that when uh when i got my screener link for it um the rep actually said look in your review just don't mention this and it's what you were talking about and um so i didn't in my review but then one of my friends who's in one of the groups i'm in he seriously not only in his review in the facebook post for it he said if you like movies that blank this is for you i'm like are you kidding me? What? They specifically asked you to not spoil that. And, and it is a first act thing. Really? So it's not like he spoiled the end of the movie, but it's one of those things that comes as such a shock that it's, it's best discovered on your own. But also, yeah, I was like, if you uh, like these movies, no, there's well, that, that's no, true. No, <laughs> yeah, no, that, 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 that's a bad way to put it. Cause there's... you don't like a movie <laughs> like the nightingale. You appreciate it. The only thing that someone should say, if you like, when it comes to Nightingale is if you like historically accurate movies, this is one. And it just yeah. so happens to take place during one of the most terrible moments in, in, in the 18th century, which is saying a lot because a lot of bad stuff was happening. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. We got some good resolutions. We'll check back at the end of the year and see if we have kept to them. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to, um, before we move on to what we're looking forward to this year, Let's take a look back at what we were looking forward to last year. I listened back to our what we were looking forward to last year episode. Oh, thank and, God. Um, I, I, it's kind I of it. it's kind of it's kind of fun because my big two last year first of all, the big surprise to me was none of us mentioned Midsommar, huh. which ended up being my favorite movie of the year. I'm pretty sure it was on both of your guys' top ten. Yeah. It was top three. It was just an incredible movie. I don't know how that slid under our radar. I, I just think when we recorded last year, there it was just saying that he was making another movie. It was okay. there was I think it was shortly after we recorded they released the trailer for it. Yeah. I'm guessing because yeah. Because yeah. I remember once that first trailer dropped, the teaser, it wasn't even the trailer, the first teaser, and I immediately yeah. went, Oh, 
you know, full core. Like I had, I, you know, was immediately like yeah. raging about it, you know? So it, it must've been just lack of awareness. Uh, yeah. But my two, um, the one that I was looking forward to the most was us and it, it lived up to it. I was, I mean, it, it's my number two behind Midsommar. So I loved us, but my number, my second most looking forward to was glass and it not so much. <laughs> Although I loved me some James McAvoy in it. Yeah, the movie itself was a little, eh, you know, so, uh, that's where I stand on my, uh, on my, what I was looking forward to last year. Uh, anything that you guys can think of that, that either lived up to or did not live up to the hype or one thing that was kind of funny and we'll get to this later. Um, a couple of movies that we mentioned that we were psyched for never even came out like, uh, the new mutants. Oh yeah. Oh, that comes out this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. That's what I was saying. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, the other thing that uh, was supposed to come out last year, but they changed it into a mini series, is "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, when we recorded our episode, it was supposed to be, I guess, an episodic movie. Um, but yeah, it, it got converted, so that was kind of interesting. And then a couple things that we joked might not come out ever did: Polaroid and Jacob's Ladder. Oh, yeah. So it it was kind of it was kind of fun to listen back to it and it, all you listen i know we have a huge influx of new people to the facebook oh, yeah. page if you want to go back and listen to that episode it's kind of fun to see in retrospect what did come out and what we all thought of it so uh it, it was it was kind of it was kind of cool what uh what lived up to the hype and what didn't for you guys this year last year well for me i i think i remember color out of space uh being on the top of my list because well you know i was just going off of mandy so i was still uh deep in so it's still deep into my love for uh, Nicolas Cage and Spectre Vision, and you know, I was super stoked by Richard Stanley getting back in the saddle, and having seen it at Beyond Fest and uh, rewatching it a couple days ago uh, for the more wide release. Oh, it definitely lived up to the hype. Like I was uh, so happy with how that came together. Uh, I'd have to say, especially, and I'm pretty sure that it's mostly because I just rewatched it the other night but the lighthouse mm. uh oh yeah really especially second viewing really just like blew me away and one of the things with my sec because the first viewing i was really taken in with the horror of it all the 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 claustrophobic just everything about the horror aspect of it but this last viewing i was more taken in with just like the absurdity of it all like it's such a beautifully <laughs> shot film like yeah. it, it really did earn it at, at least a cinematography nomination i think it should win yeah just because listening to uh the special features where they discuss like what they did with the lenses and what they chose with the film stock and everything like everything went like awesome and the lighting was incredible they took great pains to make that a distinct looking movie and i'm oh, yes. thrilled with that cinematography nominations yeah um i think roger deakins is going to win his second cinematography for 1917 but even getting your ass kicked by roger deakins is a badge of honor so that uh what's his name jaron blanchke or something like that his it's it's a it's it's some weird you know forgive me for calling your name weird but <laughs> it's not it's not like john smith um he should be stoked that he got nominated and I, and I would be happy if he did win, but I think Deacons is going to take it because 1917 yeah. is just an incredibly made movie. Mm -hmm. 
but it's all, it's an absurd movie. There's some absurd yeah. moments. Oh, just like the yes. farting, just, all the farts. Yeah. And it's not just I just spill your beans. <laughs> like Hark. there's an entire sequence where they're just bitching about cooking like a like an old married couple <laughs> you don't like me cooking like come on that's the and, and that's the scene you made him sound like leprechaun there <laughs> <laughs> you don't like me cooking what, what do you mean you don't like me cooking uh god damn it yeah i did fuck that up pretty bad but um but that's the thing is that it it's that scene is is what's being recited for like why defoe should be nominated for acting nods and same with robert pattinson but it's also such an absurd fucking scene. Like, it's just like, I want a steak. Oh, so you don't like my cooking? Girl, what do you mean I don't like? Yeah, of course I don't like your cooking, you old bitch. You know, and they just go back. And then he just goes on the longest fuck you monologue ever. And he just ends with, all right, have it your way. I like your cooking. Like, <laughs> it, it's so good. <laughs> but it's, but the more you think about it, it's obscene. <laughs> you know? Lighthouse is one of those movies where um, you leave the theater going, what the fuck did I just watch? (laughs) But then it just sticks in your craw. And it's like the more time between the movie and now that, you know, the more time you spend with thinking about it, the more you like it. Right. You know, it's it's one of those movies. Yeah, and I'm so happy I was able to see it in theaters because that just, oh, that just really added to the experience with the uh I forget the frame, you know, the square framing, the uh four by three. Yeah, it's 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 like it, it's like uh it's one fifteen to one, I think. It's it's a weird it's weird to say that you need to see that on a big screen because it is almost like television, but you yeah. need to see it on a big screen because yeah. I mean, there's nothing left to chance in that movie. They took great pains to make it look the way it it does. And you need to see that. On, I mean, I, I would even say see it on IMAX if they're showing it. Like, it felt like it felt like watching a lost movie from, like, the 1920s in, uh, yeah, in, uh, very much. It's, with audio. Yeah, it has, yeah, it has that silent film look to it. But also every, every frame of that movie... Seems like it could be like a postcard in some quaint little New England, you know, tourist <laughs> trap shop. Yeah. You're like, oh, look, you know, oh, look, v- visit the lighthouse. I, I'm gonna want to watch the lighthouse tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, do it. Want to watch and, it? Uh, and just, I mean, come on, Defoe's Hark monologue. My God. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That that Hark monologue was about him saying he didn't like his cooking, like, <laughs> <laughs> and the seagull. Oh, that was one of the most brutal scenes I saw last year in a movie. The the seagull is this year's Black Phillip. Pretty much, in a way. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to 2020. 2020. Um, 2020 and living in the future. what are we looking for now? I'm going to go first because uh, I have one that I want to talk about before you guys do. A Quiet Place 2. Mm-hmm. I am so looking forward to that because yeah. A Quiet Place was, I mean, if, if you listen to our decade you know, episode, the last episode we did, A Quiet Place was my favorite movie of, was that 2017, I think? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it was either 2017 or 2018. No, it was 18. Yeah, because Get Out was 2017. Uh, a Quiet Place was my favorite movie of that year, and I'm totally in for what they're going to do with that universe, especially, at, I mean, I'm going to spoil A Quiet Place for you, but Krasinski's character dies at the end. So they're without him. So where can you go from there? Right. And that's what I can't wait to find out. I cannot wait. Because the way it ends, it's almost like a siege movie. And you're like, well, how did they get out of this? 
and where do they go from there? And I can't wait. To, I mean, I have all the faith in the world that Krasinski's because he's still back as a director, um, even though he's not. Maybe they'll have flashbacks. I don't know. But uh, I can't wait for A Quiet Place, too. All right. What about you guys? Now, I want to go before one of you all take it. Damn it. <laughs> There's little to nothing known about this movie except who's starring it and who's directing it and what genre it is. And you know what? I am so sold on it already. And it's called One Night in Soho. Or Last Night in Soho. My bad. Last Night in Soho. Yeah. And it's directed by Edgar Wright. And I am so excited because all throughout Edgar Wright's movies, there's always nods, always little moments, all these great little things. And he got close to horror with Hot Fuzz. And I just want to see him do a straight-up horror movie, and I am so excited that he is finally uh, doing that. So, I mean, Shaun of the Dead was a love letter to the horror genre as well. And so I'm just really stoked to see Last Night in Soho. And any new information about that movie that has come out, I have actively avoided. I want to go in as blind as hell uh, with that one. But yeah, I'm, I'm... that's my most anticipated movie of the year right now. He definitely knows his way around the horror movie, even if he hasn't. I mean, Shaun of the Dead is arguably a horror movie. It's more comedy, but he definitely knows his way around the genre and the tropes. So that'll be interesting to see. What about you, Jacob? What What are you looking forward to? I had to say, well, my number one was Underwater, but now that that one's come and pass and uh, will be my obsession for the year. I was going to say a good choice, though, because it was it was Hell incredible. yeah, it I was. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, anyway. You need to see it, Korea. You do. You see it while you can, <laughs> otherwise you'll regret it. Uh, on a big screen. On a big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so the the next movie I'm looking forward to is Antlers, coming out in April. Uh, yeah. Directed by Scott Cooper, the guy that did Black Mass, the uh, Whitey Bulger film, and it's produced by Guillermo del Toro. But, yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've heard a little bit about it since... Uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro was attached, um, and yeah, so and it's got Jesse Plemons uh, in the lead role. He's like the sheriff of the small Oregon town, and it's got uh, kind of a lot of those. Even though he's producing, it's kind of got a lot of those uh, del Toro staples because you got this little uh, loner kid who has a darkness about him and like a secret. Uh, you know, I'm just going off of the trailers, and has to do with this monster. Uh, uh, that goes on the loose in town and uh, there are antlers and people getting eaten so it's it, it does it does seem to have the kind of uh, dark fairy tale fable vibe but like super uh, gritty and grim uh, like I've seen I've seen the trailers a few times and uh, yeah just it look looks scary as hell yeah this year and I don't know anything about either of these movies um and, but I know what I hope for one of them. Uh, we're getting new Insidious and Conjuring movies mm. this year. Ooh. Um, I'm hoping, and I, you guys may even know more because I'm ignorant about what it is. I'm hoping the Conjuring movie is the demon werewolf story of the Warrens. Yeah. I really doubt that I'm going to get that lucky, but that's the story I want to see. I'm going to hold my breath until we get it. <laughs> See, I, I would I would only be excited about that is if they actually portrayed it like how it actually happened, where a guy is charged, you know, commits murder, is charged with it, and then they just swoop in and go, oh, no, he was possessed by a werewolf and, like, tries to get him off. And so, like, the prosecution puts everything into that alibi, and they're like, no, that's not an alibi. 
Well, on the website that I'm looking at, you know, looking at upcoming movies, um, the the subtitle of The Conjuring 3 is The Devil Made Me Do It. So I wonder if you're not far off. I wonder if that's the approach they're going to take. And I will be totally stoked if it is the Demon Werewolf movie. Maybe we're onto something. Maybe we've just cracked the code on Conjuring 3. Yeah, but they're but they're not going to portray it realistically. They're going to they're going to make the Warrens. <laughs> you have no that's, faith. That's what I'm saying is they're going to make the <laughs> yeah. Warrens be the supernatural heroes and be and you know then be like yeah that that's that's the franchise. I just uh, yeah you guys know my opinion on the Warrens. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But new Insidious, hell yes, I love that <laughs> franchise. Uh, give mm-hmm. me more creepy Darth Maul looking demons listening to Tiny Tim any day. <laughs> Darth Maul looking, that guy almost kills the franchise for me. The Darth Maul looking dude, <laughs> he still was cool, but yeah, looked a bit too much like Maul. I think they even call him the lipstick face demon or something. Yeah, they, yeah. That, like that is that. what they call him, the lipstick face. Yeah, demon. but he was awesome. <laughs> But he's always hanging out behind people. He does have the best scare in the first yeah. movie. I, you know, when, when the first time you see him is like... Uh, behind the dude. You know, as a pants-shitting moment, yeah. I'm just saying there's so many more... There's so many more songs to Tiny Tim's discography that should and <laughs> can be used for horror films. You know, they should just... They shouldn't just be SpongeBob using Tiny Tim, you know? Next, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, baby. Oh, yeah, is that, is that 2020? Oh yeah, November 20th. Nice. Mark your calendars. Oh yeah, awesome. Can't wait to see Big Thick Boy take down Big Hairy Boy in the <laughs> showdown. <laughs> mano a mano. My money's on Big Hairy Boy. Hey, he's a he, he's a tough guy. Kong Kong won the first round, right back in the 60s. But I I think my boy Godzilla's got it this time. He's he's a I don't know. I, he's I, a big I, dude. I got my money on him, especially after. King of the Monsters, he's supercharged now. You can't take him down. He's supercharged. They're going to end up being friends anyway in the in the end. Spoilers! Because uh, they've, Maybe. Cause they, <laughs> cause they've got to save the world from other threats. Probably. <laughs> but uh, either way, you know, I, as a child, I've always wanted a uh, large, uh, big-budgeted uh, Godzilla vs. Kong movie to meet my expectations of just a giant ape and a giant uh, radioactive lizard beating the crap out of each other. And this year, my dream will be accomplished. And, th- and it's uh, being directed by Adam Wingard of uh, Your Next and The Guest, so uh, pretty interested in seeing what he does with uh, big-budget kaiju property like that. No, no offense, Jacob, but you did get that in the '60s, though, too. But yeah, but you know, like this, <laughs> this is a multi-million-dollar budgeted movie. It's going to look awesome. Yeah, that's true. This isn't stuntmen in Godzilla and Kong costumes hey, <laughs> throwing each other around a miniature set. Let's remember <laughs> Although that. Although, don't that get was, me wrong, that is awesome. That was cutting edge <laughs> technology back then. And that was big blockbuster money. There. No, I mean, so. I'm not knocking the original. I mean, I, lo- I loved watching the original when I was a kid. I'm just saying, you know, like, I, I'm definitely down for an update. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Let's talk uh, reboots because this last year we got uh, not so much reboots, but remakes of Child's Play and Pet Cemetery, which I thought both of them were actually pretty good, especially mm. Pet Cemetery. Yeah, especially Child's Play. Yep, I like them both. Um, yeah, I, I like them both too. This year we're getting Candyman. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I'm I'm cautiously optimistic I... about Candyman. I, I'm excited for Candyman. Jordan Peele is attached to as a producer, right? So yeah, I mean yes. he's gonna. I think he's gonna steer it in the right direction. Um, I just hope it it just cor- corrects 
the one problem I had with the original movie, which was why was he if if he's a vengeful spirit, right? Why mm-hmm. is he attacking impoverished folk in Chicago and not going after the rich folk who are developing on the land? That was the one thing where I was like, yeah. that's a little that's a little off. But I'm dude, I'm always down for more candy, man. Like even even the some of those sequels where they went downhill pretty quick, you know, uh had their moments. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm, pr- I'm pretty stoked uh, seeing Jordan Peele's uh, take on the franchise. Um, yeah, and it is, it is cool that like we don't really know too much right now. So uh, yeah, just got to see how it develops. But either way, I got um, I got my I got my hopes up. They've just announced that I I think unless I dreamt this uh, that Virginia Madsen is going to be back playing her same character. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah. from the original movie. So so that'll be interesting. It may not actually be a straight remake. It might just be like the next generation kind of a deal. Also, speaking of reboots continuing, let's not forget Halloween Kills comes out this year. Yes. yes, yeah. yeah. The less I know going into that one, the yeah. better. I'm so excited for that one. Same. All I know about that is that it's not the last one because next year we're going to have <laughs> Halloween Ends. And that's the last one, supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> They're trilogying it. Until they start the next uh, Thorn trilogy, the next uh, uh, maybe the, the next new trilogy. Oh, maybe they'll, maybe they'll uh, reboot Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. <laughs> I would actually like to see that. That would be kind of cool. How great would that be? Like a sequel to the season of the witch. It would be. How great would it be also to call it Halloween three season of the witch two? Just to fuck with people. <laughs> like like the rage two carry three. <laughs> uh, some now uh, two a couple other ones. Uh, I actually just recently found in looking up some titles for this. I just found out about False Positive. Um, have you guys heard of this? It's yeah. a uh, horror movie that's being uh, co-written, co-produced, and starring Ilana Glazer from Broad City. Um, yeah. Also starring Justin Thoreau, Josh Hamilton, and Pierce Bronson. That's uh, being distributed by A24. Um, I know nothing about this project, but that sounds just based on the title and the talent behind it. I'm super stoked about this. Well, you, you have me at A24 because, I, I mean, yeah. honestly, my, my least favorite A24 movie is the one that won Best Picture. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I see very little out of that uh, studio slash distro that I don't like. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll watch anything with that A24 logo in front of it. Yeah, and yeah, I'm a huge... A24. <laughs> uh yeah, and I was going to say I'm a huge fan of Atlanta Glazer, you know, since Broad City, and I've I've seen her stand up, so I'm very interested in seeing her make the jump into horror. Although, yeah, like Broad City had some pretty intense moments or weird moments, so I I can see it. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty pu- I'm pumped for that. And I gotta reiterate because I I know I and I've said it a lot, but the the a lot of people think the jump from comedy and horror is so dramatic, but it's really not. I mean. One of the some of the best comedies were made by horror directors like John Landis made, you know, Animal House and American Werewolf in London, you know, two Um, sides of the same coin. Exactly. They they all have the same structure. Just, you know, it's you know, you have the setup and build up and then the release. It's the pie and the chase. You've it's um, it's the timing is similar. The the way that they're structured, it's just one you're getting laughs and the other you're getting screams. So, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me that comedians can make good horror movies at all yeah at all which is why i'm all super stoked about that 
And uh, yeah. also, uh, Promising Young Woman. Like, have you, you guys saw the trailer for yeah, that one, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm super pumped for that. Yeah. Um, that one looks – that trailer came out of nowhere and just absolutely blew me away in what is this movie about? I mean, I know it's got Carrie Mulligan, Bo Durham – uh, my boy Adam Brody, of course, is in it, and uh, Christopher Mintz Plassey. Yeah, he's in it, but it just sounds—it sounds so great, and like that trailer was so well put together that it. I'm just—I again, it's another one of those. I know very little about it, and I'm I'm okay with not knowing much about it until uh, it's on the screen in front of me. You know. Mm-hmm. We're also getting uh, the Invisible Man Ooh. this year. Which, actually, real yeah. soon, I think February. Yeah. Um, that uh, that one is well. The Invisible Man has always kind of been the biggest asshole of the Universal monsters uh, canon. I mean, he's he. The other ones are a little sympathetic. The Invisible Man is just a dick. Yeah, I mean, um, in the best so, ways possible. Yeah. When he's oh, skipping no, along he's totally, in the pants, <laughs> he's totally fun to watch, but. But he's always he's the most malicious of the Universal monsters, and this one it kind of has a Hollow Man vibe. It definitely lets you know that the Invisible Man is the villain, and Elizabeth Moss is going to be, you know, the quote final girl. Although you know she seems a little more capable than yeah, other final girls, victimized. but it yeah it kind of has a Hollow Man vibe to it. I mean, it's especially with the visual effects mm-hmm. going. Yeah, um, but yeah, that, I mean, I'll I'll watch anything Elizabeth Moss is in. Yeah, and well, I love so. Lee Winnell, so I'm, I'm very interested mm. in seeing his take on, on this particular property. Oh, and I got another one. Uh, if James worships A24, I am worshiping SpectreVision, because uh, I'm really looking forward to their next movie, uh, Come to Daddy. It's coming yeah. out uh, next month, uh, February 7th, and it, and it stars uh, uh, the fo- one of the founders of SpectreVision, Elijah Wood, and uh, it, it just looks really creepy. Like, I saw the trailer at the Alamo a couple days ago. It's like Elijah Woods, this uh, dude who gets a who gets a letter from, like, his estranged father to visit him at his, like, lakeside cabin. And shit just looks like it's going to get wild. And it's, uh, and it's co-starring Elijah Woods' mustache, right? Yes. And he's got, <laughs> he has, he's got a bob cut and a mustache. So it... He does look unique, uh, but yeah, no, it, it does. It just looks like I just really love the output from Spectre Vision because it's just so undefinable a lot of the time, and it, it just it looks just looks so creepy and weird. And I'm pretty interested in seeing where it where it heads up. So, what do you guys think of this Fantasy Island movie that's coming out? I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm willing to give it a shot. They're definitely spinning it as a horror movie, but the 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 show was not. No. Um, but you can definitely see where it could take that turn. Although, interestingly enough, like, uh, I've, I forget who it was. Like, it might have been Jason Blum or somebody was being interviewed about it from Blumhouse. And they were saying, you know, that there were actually were a number of pretty creepy and disturbing episodes of Fantasy Island, like with ghosts and monsters and like uh, the afterlife. So, you know, it kinda, so I guess it kind of skirted the edge. So I guess it's not too much of a stretch to go into outright horror. I don't remember monster episodes. Um, I do remember a couple of uh, supernatural, you know, like like ghost, you know, paranormal ones. I don't remember any monsters, but maybe I'm just maybe I mean, I was a kid. Maybe I blocked them. Maybe they were so scary, <laughs> so terrifying to protect my own psyche. Right. 
I blocked him. Our number one fan, Tim, loves Fantasy Island. Was it, it was a Fantasy... No, he loved Love Boat. That's what it was. <laughs> That's one that needs a horror reboot, Love Boat. Side note, I can't look at the No Time to Die, the new Bond poster, without singing the Love Boat theme because they use the same damn font. <laughs> you go by that poster, the Love Boat. Uh, and I got another one I wanted to plug, or, or talk about. Um, VFW's coming out soon. Uh, it's the VFW, yeah. Yeah, it's the Fangoria-produced kind of action horror movie, which I actually saw at Beyond Fest, but I got to see it again because, like, it was one of my favorites from the festival. It's like uh, the these old uh, veterans, and it's like Stephen Lang, William Sadler, George Wentz, and Fred the Hammer Williamson uh, yes. hanging out at this VFW uh, bar when uh, this girl runs in from this gang of, like, uh, drugged out street punks and it becomes like an assault on precinct 13 siege movie and it's like they're trying to break in to get get her and so they have to defend themselves it is so badass and uh, so intense I, I loved it and uh, and you'll love it too so please go see it yeah cool well let's uh, let's start wrapping this up um, but before we go uh, I also want to say that one of our most looked forward to from last year, the New Mutants has a release date in 2020. Finally. <laughs> uh, I think it's April. It's April 3rd, I believe. Um, so, yeah, The New Mutants. Are, are we still as excited for that as we were? I, after seeing yeah, that new trailer, I, yes. <laughs> especially since I heard rumors that uh, they went back to the first cut, it sounds like. Uh, it's, oh, okay. It's, it's a rumor. It's a rumor That's that they promising, went, though. they're not like... Uh, doing with all the retooling that Fox was doing, essentially. Yeah. Um, They're undoing it, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, quick shout-outs to a few titles. Antebellum. No idea what the fuck that movie's about, but I'm excited yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. The producers of Get Out, though, so... Yeah. Super pumped for well, that. Yeah. I love Janelle uh, Monet. Dirty Computer is a great album, so I'm stoked on that. Uh, new Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't care. What They're trying you... to undo the the la the the all female one. I hope they don't though, because I like that. Yeah, I didn't really like a lot of that one, but I I hope I hate backpedaling. I think we need to stop yeah. the backpedaling. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Star Wars. <laughs> um, we need to stop the backpedaling. So even if you didn't like answer the call, I think that it should still be included as like a part of that universe. Um. We got a new Purge movie coming out, supposedly, this summer. Know nothing about it, but hell, I'm always down for more Purge. Oh, I got one. Uh, the uh, third uh, Collector movie, uh, uh, you know, there was That's The Collector, right. then The Collection. Now there's The Collected with, with a three instead of an E. Uh, supposedly will be coming out this year, so I'm I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty hopeful because, like, that... Uh, was a personal favorite of mine of the uh, late 2000s, early uh, 2010s horror. We're supposedly getting a Fear Street movie this summer as well, which right. you know, I guess R.L. R.L. Stein is you know loving rolling in the money from the <laughs> Goosebumps movies, so oh, yeah. he's <laughs> gonna. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? I'd, I'd take a dive in that Scrooge McDuck pool if I could. Uh... Right. Uh, let's <laughs> let's also not forget that they're finally officially adapting Hot Topic into a movie. Oh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. It's called Morbius, starring yes. Jared Leto. Oh right, um, Jesus, that movie just has like has the energy of an angry 12 year old who just discovered My Chemical Romance. Uh, 
They should put that on the poster. <laughs> this movie has the energy of an angry 12-year-old who just discovered My Chemical Romance. Uh, <laughs> no. No, I, and I do want to say uh, before we do wrap things up, there is one movie that I found out about like five minutes before we recorded the podcast, looking up more movies coming out this year to talk about. And it's a Russian horror film called Baba Yaga, Terror of the Dark Forest. I watched the trailer beforehand and I keep saying it. I know next to nothing about this, but I'm just excited about Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga has been a part of like has been introduced into American pop culture predominantly because of John Wick. So I'm excited to see a movie that's about an actual Baba Yaga coming from the country where it originates from. That sounds awesome. And I can't wait to learn more about this uh, mythology and see how it translates, you know? Cool. Well, let's uh, wrap this up um, and get the hell out of here. Let us know what you are looking forward to in 2020. Um, uh, our music is by Restless Spirit. That has not changed with season three. And neither has our artwork, which is done by Chris Fisher. So go check both of them out. Uh, where can we find you guys on Twitter, Jacob? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Davison underscore. That is at J-A-C-O-B-D-A-V-I-S-O-N underscore. And uh, you can also find my writing uh, for Dead Time Stories on Apple iTunes and and the uh, Google Store. Cool. And you, Korea? You can find me on the socials, Instagram and Twitter at Korean Barbecue. That's C-O-R-R-E-I-A-N-B-B-Q. Or also on Stardust uh, under iHorror News where I post super quick reviews of movies which is mostly me going i'm super stoked about this movie you know for 20 (laughs) seconds cool and me (laughs) uh you can find on the twitters at cinema ferite that's like verite but with fear so it's f-e-a-r-i-t-e you can find all three of us at ihorror.com or the eye on horror facebook page which holy crap there have been like a thousand new likes to that in the last week it's totally awesome so everybody who is new to that welcome and you're gonna uh you're your like will pay off because we're going to be doing some cool contests um, coming up real soon. Um, And if you have not been to the eye on horror Facebook page, what the hell are you waiting for? There's a bunch of people who have beat you there. Come on over, throw us a like, let us know what you're looking forward to in 2020. If we have missed anything that that's got your skirt blown up and uh, we will see you next time. So for me, James J. Edwards. I'm Jacob Davison. And I'm Jonathan Korea. Keep your eye on horror. <laughs>